I have a lot to share with you today about our mission and vision as, as Highland Christian Church and specifically how uh, that may look for the year 2009. And uh, in, doing the, in sharing with you today, uh, there's only uh, so much I can do. And so um, I can't talk to you about financial stuff. I'm going to just leave that for next Sunday and give you a little report on that. But th- I'll give you a hint. You guys are awesome givers. And you've given, you've given, and you've given. And all i got to say is thanksgiving and praise about that. So just know that's, that's good news. Share with you next week. Um, even though we're in tight financial times, uh, there might be a little tightening the belt for us on the staff and that sort of thing. But, but other than that, um, this is an amazing church. And I'm very glad to be a part of it. So uh, I just want to share with you right now just a vision and direction. Again, it's nothing new. It's just, again, coming out of who we are. And Highland is not a what, but a who. And I'm not talking about Horton, here's a who. I'm talking about that we're, we're, we're people. Highland is, is made up of people called out by Jesus. Now, you can sit down with a person for 20 minutes and talk with them and, and get to know them. And what really happens is you just get to know a little bit about that person. And in the same way, uh, in 20 minutes right here, uh, you're not going to get to know about Highland in one sitting. Uh, but you'll get a, a little glimpse, a little picture. And a lot of what I'll be sharing with you today is similar to what you might hear at our Base Point course when I invite people over to my house for two Sunday nights. And it's just a time where we kind of orient people to our mission and our vision, uh, where we are, where we're going, how we're getting there. And I usually take two Sunday evenings to do that, four hours, uh, two each Sunday, to just scratch the surface of about Highland. And I, I just have 20 minutes here, so I'm going to be uh, going fast and furious. And I'm, it's, this is like a super download. So uh, I, just prepare your minds, you know, uh, for just a few moments. And I'm going to be talking fast. So if you want to ask questions and really know more, I, you really, really, really need to go to Base Point the next time it's offered in February. So right now, let's just fasten our seatbelts and let's go here, all right? Highland is all about loving God and loving people. We're not big on religion, but we're very big on relationships. And we believe that the most important relationship that we could ever have is one with Jesus Christ. And who we are and what we're doing at Highland is not really new. We're just following the basic design that Jesus established with this church 2,000 years ago. Jesus said, I will build my church. It's his church and he's building it. We're just along for the ride. And so... Uh, Jesus' design for the church is amazing, it's beautiful, and it's with purpose. Now, for me, in describing Highland, it may be best, in, in describing church in general, it might be best for me just to say what church is not. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Highland is not a building, although you'll find us in them. Highland is not a moral social club. Although you'll find strong friendships among us, but there is no social, economic, or racial exclusiveness here. Highland is not a corporation, but does have a mission and a message. Highland is not a democracy, although people work together and protect each other's freedom here. You see, the church is not bound to a specific group of people or culture. It's distinct from that culture. And yet in every nation, in every state, in every city, and in this city, you'll find indigenous forms of the church. And what I mean by that is that this church is not going to look like a church in Seattle or in Chicago. There's a unique flavor that we bring about that's unique to this group of people that live in this region of the country. Highland is not cookie-cutter conformity, but diversity unified by purpose. And Highland is not a group of perfect people. In fact, we don't allow perfect people in our church. So, but we are a group of redeemed people. 
All right? And like loving God and loving people, there are, there are kind of three general basic purposes that we have to stick to for Christ's design and the design that he has for us. One is that we're here to reveal Jesus Christ by not just what we say and not just by what we do. We're here to reveal Christ by who we are. Jesus said, you are light. You are salt of the earth. We are to be those things. And so our identity is tied up in this and who we are and what we're to be. Two, we're here to bear fruit or produce qualities, things, and work in our lives that bring glory and pleasure to God. That's what, part of why we're here for. Why doesn't God just whisk us up after we give our hearts to him? He's left us here for a reason. And these are some of these reasons I'm telling you right now. Number three, we're here to administer God's grace by whatever spiritual gift we've received from God. And that's, that's what every church in the faith in general should be and be doing. But I want to get specific. And I want to talk about this indigenous expression of the body of Christ and our unique role here in this city with other churches that are part of God's kingdom. You see, we are a missional church that loves the gospel, loves the culture, and loves the body of Christ. You see, sometimes there are churches, and they forget some of these things. They, they love Jesus, and they love his word, but then they don't really love the world around them. And they kind of forget, and they kind of fall out of being what Christ called us to be. Sometimes there's churches that love the world, and they love the culture, but then they stop loving the Lord's word and loving Jesus. So we're trying to tune in to Jesus' mission, to go and be sent like he was sent by God the Father. Jesus said in John, 15, John 20, he said, just as the Father sent me, so am I sending you. You see, Highland is not some sort of storage site where we're trying to collect people. Highland is a launching pad. We, we, we don't desire to be a come and see church, but a go and give church. We want to send people. We're not counting how many people we, we don't want to count how many people we seat. We want to count how many people we send. Highland is not a single cell blob of undirected growth, but an organic body purpose to grow and reproduce with design. Therefore, that's why we talk about things like birthing a new church, because that is like a body in the way God has designed his church. Highland is not just for the mind and intellectual faith, but also for the entire person and all of me faith. This isn't just armchair faith. This is we're going to be, we're going to do, we're going to live out this faith. We are called Christ followers. That implies some action. We're actually going to follow him. So we are not a security checkpoint that demands belief before belonging or before community. But we're a welcome center here. We're a welcome center where you can belong before you believe because we trust God works belief in people's hearts in his own good timing. We believe that we exist for those who don't yet belong to Highland. And that's an amazing statement. Highland is a church for those who normally don't go to church. So maybe now you're going, oh, I'm starting to get it a little bit why you guys are the way you are. It's coming together. Okay, let me tell you a little more. Let me tell you a bit how this affects the values of this church. What we, what we think is important, and not just what we think is important, but what we're trying to practice. That's what a value is. You see, we really value all people because we definitely believe that all people matter to God. See Romans 5.8? Well, the Bible says that all, all people are sinners on this planet. And Romans 5.8 says that God demonstrates his love to sinners. 
And he did that before we ever responded to him or showed any kind of response to him at all. He did it first. And then uh, Jesus also told us that God sends his rain and his son on everybody, the good and the wicked. He showers good gifts on them all. You see, all people matter to God. You know, and that's good news in this city. That's good news in this city that its claim to fame is that it's weird. You've seen the bumper stickers, Keep Asheville Weird. That's good news to people who felt like they've been rejected by society. That they can find out that they're accepted by God in Jesus Christ. They're already accepted by Him they, through Jesus Christ. So at Highland, you know what? We, we value authenticity. We don't want to pretend. We don't want to wear masks. And we're, we're, we're done with, with lying. We're, we're ready to be, and we appreciate honesty and genuineness. It's time to be real. And, you know, even when, even when it, it seems like maybe, you know, we're answering a question or we're saying things and it's not very religious. And it doesn't seem like it's lining up with Jesus's words. You know what? We've all been there. We've all been in that place when we realize, when we look at Jesus Christ and then we look at our lives and we go, well, I'm not really aligned with you, Jesus. But we can be honest about that. Say, so, you know what, I'm not really lined up with him. But you see, we, we also have a desire to give full devotion to Jesus Christ here. And, and see, we do want our, line, our lives to align with his. This church is, is Trinitarian. We believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But we're also very Jesus-centric, focused on him. Because Jesus is how God gave us entrance into his fellowship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus fully gave himself up for us. And we desire to give ourselves fully to him, following him. We also know that we're not meant to follow Jesus alone. We are not made to live isolated lives. We are made to grow into his likeness together. We grow best together. It's true. And so we value building community to reach a community. You know what? And that's different than community for community's sake. See, this is community with purpose. Within our community of Christ followers, we're looking to, to the young generations. And we're desiring to pass the baton of faith and leadership to them. I know some people have experienced the opposite. Being in churches where that baton is not passed to the next generation. It's held onto and grasped tightly. And, 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 it's, and it's not right. It's not right to overlook, not address, not include youth, children, young adults in our gatherings is detrimental. And it has been detrimental to many churches in our country. As a lot of them are closing their doors because they've grown old physically. Literally, they've grown old and they've died. And because young people have left and they haven't come back. Many churches in America have overlooked the next generation so much, they've forgotten even how to communicate to the next generations. So we value trying to share the message of Christ with relevance. You know, and, and that's a big right reason why we're not like your mama's church. And we're never going to be like your mama's church. Mama's church is sending the message to an old address. They still got the good gospel message, but they're sending it to the old address. They don't realize our culture has moved to a new address. Our culture has moved. And, and, you know, we still have the timeless message of the gospel. The same one that your mama's church has. But we're just sending it to a new address. 
That's all. That's all that we mean by relevance. You see, part of delivering the gospel is understanding that there are and will be many large groups of people who will never, ever go to church, to a church gathering. So we have to go to them. And we can't hide from our culture. We have to learn how to meet and engage with our culture. So at Highland, we're also releasing people to reveal Christ in their everyday lives. We want to equip our church to be able to do that. But what are we releasing you from? Busy church activities. You know what? People are so wrapped up in church activities that they have no time to hang out with their friends who don't yet know Christ. And that's why at Highland, you're mostly just going to hear about gel groups and Sunday morning. A small gathering and a large gathering. You see, it's the two things that we want everyone to be involved in. Anything else you hear announced, that's just, that's just on icing on the cake. That's just, that's just optional. That's just if you want to. That's just if you're excited and you want to do something or get to know something. It, that's, what, that's all it is. But we just want people to be a part of Sunday morning in gel groups, a large gathering, small gathering. These values tell you something about who we are as Highland. Now let me tell you a bit about what we're about at Highland, not just who. You see, our mission is changing life as we know it through love, loyalty, and friendship in Jesus Christ. The focus on is on what we, on what we do is, is with belonging, believing, and becoming. It's very simple. Belonging, believing, and becoming. It starts with us, not just belonging to a group and showing up, but making sure that we belong to Christ. And it starts with us believing and trusting the words of Christ. And it starts with us becoming like Christ. The change starts here. A lot of people are waiting for the world to change, like that song. I don't remember who it's by, but anyway, waiting for the world to change. You know what? We're not waiting. Change is happening right here, right now. And we bring it to the world. That's how it's done. And we don't have to wait until those things are completeness. We don't have to wait until, oh, I'm, I'm perfect. I'm like Jesus now. Now I can go and do good things. No, it's not like that. That will never happen while you're here on earth. So while we're still in process, we look to those that God has placed around us. And we invite them to come and join us. Join us in belonging. Join us in believing. Join us in becoming. We do it together. And again, again, it's not like this thing of where we, we pretend like we got it all together. We don't. We don't pretend like we got all the answers. We don't. And that's the great news, especially to the world. Because they're kind of, sometimes they scratch and look at church people and go, you guys act like you don't need Jesus anymore. Because you act like you're perfect. You're all together. And so we need to let the world know we still need him. We still believe. We still need to belong to him. And we're still trying to become like him. Just join us. Come with us. So what does that look like? What do I mean that that looks like? How is that carried out here at Highland? Well, take a look at this symbol of Highland called the Clotta. It's an Irish symbol where the heart represents love. The crown represents loyalty. And the hands represent friendship. Talk about the heart, the symbol, God's love, his heart has been demonstrated to you and me through Jesus on the cross. He doesn't need to do one more thing to demonstrate his love. He fully showed it there. But you know what? He does go beyond it. He has displayed it even more. And he's been pursuing you and me. He came in the flesh, not sending some representative, but he came in person to pursue us. His love was and is sacrificial and unconditional and has changed me and has changed you from the inside out. Hasn't it? It has. God, and, and so we just keep on reveling in that. 
And God is going to do something with that. The crown, the symbol, God's loyalty to me has also been expressed through Jesus at the cross and by his Holy Spirit. He has promised me or covenanted with me that he will never leave me or never forsake me. That is a guarantee. He has covenanted me his life so that I can live. And he said that he'll be faithful to me even when I'm unfaithful. He's promised to finish what he started in me and in you. Jesus' loyalty to me has changed me and my whole perspective on life. And I know that I'm in a relationship now that is not based on me jumping through hoops, earning or trying to deserve his approval. He's already given it. And it's a guarantee, a covenant, a promise. That changes things for us. The hands. God's friendship has been extended to me and has included me not only in his fellowship, but he's also included me in his mission. John 15, Jesus told his followers, he said, I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business, but I call you friends because I've told you everything that my father has revealed to me. He's letting us in on his mission. He's asking us to be a part. And he's called you and me friends. God has extended his friendship to you and me when we weren't his friends, but still his enemy. And that, that is just dumbfounding. That is, is forever changing. So what's my response to what the Lord has done through his love and his loyalty and his friendship to me? I just want to revel in it. I just want to, to stay in it and continue living within it. But I also have this unnatural desire in me, unnatural, unnatural desire to want to imitate him. I have an unnatural desire, a desire I believe that is from him to want to share with others. To want them, I want them to experience his love, his loyalty, and his friendship. I know some of you got that desire too. It's there, it's just, how do I get it out? How do I get that out? So how does it work? How do I express this love, this loyalty, and this friendship? Well, I I just focus on belonging Believing and becoming. You know, I I come together with other believers to worship where I enjoy God's lavish love, but I also express it back to Him. I express His love by seeking and pursuing the Lord as He sought and pursued me. I do this so that I can become more practiced at this unconditional and sacrificial love. That's why I come here on a Sunday morning. That's why I show up. I'm trying to get more practice at this. I'm hoping that that I'll be able to share it with others. Not selected people at selected times. I express his loyalty by living in a covenant community of believers. Just as he's covenanted himself to me, I try to imitate that by being faithful to a small group of people. A gel group. And I do that by mentoring the next generation. I express that loyalty by honoring God with my choices with my giving, and with my honoring of others above myself. I express this friendship by asking, how can I bless those around me? I get my eyes off myself. No matter who they are or what they believe, how can I bless them? How can I serve them? I serve in the name of Jesus. I invite people to my dinner table. I listen to their stories. I pray that in time that I would be able to share my story and now that it has been intertwined with Christ. I focus on belonging, believing, and becoming so I can continue on 
in the changing power of Jesus' love, loyalty, and friendship. You see, the mission and vision of Highland is, is in context of where we live. It's in Asheville. And this, this symbol for Highland is a, is a reminder of an Irish hero, St. Patrick, who instead of taking some of his comrades and forming a monastery out in the backwoods somewhere where nobody lived to try to get away from the world. Instead, Patrick and his comrades went to the busiest crossroads of an Irish village and they set up shop there and they began building and they tried to find a, to build something that would benefit the community, like a school. And sometimes they built churches. But in doing that, what they would do, they, was in, they would worship right there. They would, they would work right there. They would teach right there. And people would come along and they would join them. And say, hey, what you doing? Oh, this is what we're doing. Why don't you join us? Okay. And these people who didn't even believe would sit in. And what would happen over time is that they began working and joining these people. These people began to ask questions and conversations happened with them. And soon they found that as they became a part of this fellowship, that belief was forming in their hearts. And those who did come to believe then professed their faith. They were asked to profess their new faith. You know, with Highland... We sense that we're also called to be at the busiest crossroads of Asheville, in downtown Asheville. We're looking to find those things that we can do or contribute that will benefit Asheville, like a community center. And we're inviting others to participate with us, even those who don't believe yet, because we trust God can do that. He can work belief. Our mission is not only in the context of the place we live in Asheville, but it's also in the time in which we live. It's 2009. And Highland has existed as a growing church, a growing Christian community for the past three years. God has arranged times and places and circumstances to bring us together as a church. And we are a unique group of people. And we have some amazing talents and abilities and skills gathered here. But he's also, you know what, arranged the times and places and circumstances of all the people here in Asheville because he desires each person in Asheville to reach out to him and find him. Though he's not far from each one of us. He has hardwired every person with desires and with cravings. And he did this so that we might seek him and find him. They're soul cravings. S-O-U-L. Soul cravings. Sometimes instead of, instead of reaching for what our soul needs, we grasp for substitutes and artificial things, imitations, and they don't satisfy. But there's only one who can satisfy and fulfill every soul craving. And it's Jesus, the one who put those soul cravings in us and the one who must become our S-O-L-E, soul craving. And that's what we're going to be looking at this year. Our focus, our theme, soul cravings. How's that going to look in expressing our love? Well, during 2009 as a church, we can strip away the imitations that don't fulfill. And, and we're going to live more fully devoted to Jesus, our S-O-L-E craving. Our leadership is going to be encouraging you to grow in worship and seeking the Lord. And we don't really know how to do this other than just to say, hey, come follow me. I'm going to do this over here. Why don't you join me? And so uh, we're going to be doing that as we're revamping and beefing up our hours at the, down the prayer gallery. And I'm going to be there on a weekly basis. But I would like to invite you to join me on the third Saturday of every month, starting this Saturday. I think it's the 24th of January. But I'd like to invite you to come and join me from 7 to 9 p.m. We're just going to worship and we're going to pray together.
And we're going to learn how to seek the Lord, how to pursue Him. And if you find you desire more of that, just know that there's going to be more times down there. Sherry told you Miles is going to be there. He's been there every Friday night, 7 to 9. This year we plan to take steps toward the prayer gallery, and we want to see that open from 7 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., Monday through Saturday. Loyalty, how's that going to look? Soul cravings with loyalty and expressing that. Well, in addressing our soul cravings, we're also going to be encouraging you to learn how to reach out and find God with other believers through jail groups. Now, I know a lot of times uh, jail groups have kind of been behind the scenes. You haven't heard much about it. They've been kind of slowly growing and spreading in our church and in this city. But you're going to be hearing more about it. You're going to be seeing some of the leaders up front more. And we're going to be encouraging you to be a part of those groups because that's where the real activity is going on in Highland. Um, Our souls were designed for fellowship with the Trinity. And we experienced a bit of that holy community with one another in these groups. Within these communities of practice, you can find a place to belong where no one has to stand alone. No one has to stand alone. There's so much informal peer-to-peer mentoring and discipleship that occurs in these groups. And I don't want you to miss out on that. In our jail groups, we grow together, serve together, and we figure out how to be there for one another. Friendship. How, how is this going to be played out? Soul cravings in, in, in our friendship and our expression of that. Well, we know that during this year, we also want to recognize the people that God has placed around us at work, in school, and in our neighborhoods. God has arranged things in, in their lives so that they might reach out for Him. And maybe we can help them reach out and find God. We want to grow more sensitive and skillful at this. We see a couple of ways that we can extend the hand of friendship to those around us. Now, I know some of you have a word for this, and, and it's church language. Uh, it's evangelism. Now, I don't want to use that word right now, but just to help you cue you in, if you're listening, I want you to tune in. But um, I'm not using that word because I know that some folks have a negative connotation to that. And I know that there's also been been some bad practices attached to that word. So I want to help help redefine it here at Highland. And I want to do it biblically, but but I also want us to do it in a way that, that we can connect with people that we know and live with in our communities and in our schools and our workplaces. Now, one way that we can do that, one way we can extend the hand of friendship to those around us is by serving and sharing what we already have. I know sometimes that might be uh, uh, something that's maybe uh, not automatic. It's not the way that you, you usually think. Uh, you, maybe you've never done something like that before and you just need a way to get jump-started or, or someone to go with you to show you the ropes And so over the next year, there's going to be some opportunities once a month where I'll just say, hey, come and serve with me. Come serve with me. I'm going to go down here. I'm going to do this. And what we're going to do is we're going to go together and serve others in the name of Jesus Christ. And we're going to do this in a real way. And we're going to pray that God opens up doors, that plants seeds, and that there's going to be conversations. And there's going to be good things that result. And the second way that we can all share uh, the friendship of Jesus Christ is through your dinner table. Or your backyard grill. And we've talked about this before. Where I really truly believe that the dinner table is the greatest evangelistic tool that we have in this country. You know, when you invite someone to your house to a meal, that is, the, it's like an internationally known thing. Uh, it goes beyond any culture. That, that, that is an invitation to friendship. It's an invitation to friendship. You know, um, there's, there's going to be four different months this year where I and other leaders at Highland are going to be encouraging you that during that month to take one night out of the month to invite someone to a meal. 
Now, I know for some of you, that, that's no biggie. You do that all the time. Or, or you can immediately think of someone that you know and you care about who hasn't begun a relationship with Christ yet. And, and that's, that's easy breezy. For others of you, you're running into a dilemma. You're worried because you can't cook or you don't have a physical table in your house. Uh, there's one word for you. It's called restaurants. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. But maybe it's a more serious dilemma than that. Like maybe you can't think of a a single person that you could share a meal with. And if that is a real problem, then you got to back up a bit. You got to back up and maybe not think about just extending a hand of friendship in the name of Jesus Christ. Maybe you just need to work on just making some friends. And I know, I know the way it is in our American culture. We're busy people and sometimes we're isolated people and we got to break through that. Maybe you got your world's so separated that you've just never sat and thought like, you know what, Mike or, or Kim, my coworkers, I've been working with them for three years now. And, uh, you know, if they moved or they had to leave or they changed jobs, you know what? I would really miss them. I'd really miss them. You know what? I care about them. Now, why isn't I have, why haven't I ever done something with them outside of work? Maybe you've just never asked that question of yourself. Maybe you've just never been down that trail of thoughts and thinking about, you know, if that neighbor moved, I'd really miss them. You know, I care about them. Or, or that classmate that I've been, you know, for the past year, I've been sitting in this course and we sit and talk and go to school. We talk about homework. I care about them. If I didn't see them again, I'd, I'd miss them. So, you can say, the same thing about other peoples and other realms. But we've got to ask God to wake up our brains and help us to see the people around us that we actually care about. And if you do find out that maybe, maybe your life is so crazy that you can't even think about somebody that you really care about, then maybe, then maybe you've got to even take a step back further. And you just got to get close to the Lord. And you've got to start learning his heart for the people around you. Because we need to start caring about the people around us. You know, maybe the dinner table is a little too scary for you. And maybe you just need some opportunities to get to know some people better. And, and there are going to be several opportunities to connect with people here within the church or, or to invite someone that you hope to get to know better. You know, everybody likes entertainment in this country. We pay big bucks for movies, for sports entertainment, for uh, all sorts of things. Entertainers are the highest, pipe, high, highest paid people in this, in this country. And, uh, and so as a church, we know that maybe we can't change that. And we know that entertainment is a way that is, is a relevant way of communication. And so uh, hey, we're doing Godspell. Maybe, maybe, here's an idea. Invite somebody. Come along with you. Go see Godspell in April and, and buy their ticket for them. Show up here. And who knows, maybe there might be some interesting conversation that follows about the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, maybe you know a family with young kids and you want to get to know them better. And uh, you know what? You might have a chance to do that. Invite them out to Highland in the Park. Just a huge picnic. We just have fun. Invite them to kids camp. Their kids go to that. And where they're actually going to hear stories from God's Word and learn about Jesus. You know, maybe you, you know someone who's into outdoor sports. And you can get to know them better at our men's retreat by uh, inviting them out to the Nottahala Outdoor Center. Where there's going to be river rafting, mountain biking, and climbing. There's going to be different ways, different places. You know, maybe you know somebody who likes to dance and have a good time. 
We'll invite them uh, to our, our event in February. I'm, I'm calling it the, I'm not your Valentine, but let's go to a party on Valentine's Day thing. <laughs> and so maybe you can come to that. You know, look, look, all I'm saying is that relationships are core. Relationships are core. And we aren't going to be able to carry out the mission of changing life as we know it through love, loyalty, and friendship of Jesus Christ if we don't have relationships. And you see, that brings us right back to where it started from this morning. Highland isn't big on religion, but we're big on relationships. And we believe that the most important relationship that anyone can have is a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know what? He's made all of us with a soul craving for that relationship. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are constantly at work in this city, arranging times, places, and circumstances so that people might reach out for Him and find Him. Asheville matters to God. Asheville matters to God. It's got to matter to us. This year, as an extension of our mission and who we are as a church and who we want to be as a church, I want to invite you to join me in reaching out to our soul craving, Jesus Christ, and helping others reach out to find Him. And right now, in the next few moments, what we're going to do here is we're going to take a moment and we're going to reach out to Jesus Christ. We're going to have a, do a thing that we call communion. And in the next few moments, there's going to be some people around the perimeter of the room. They're going to be holding a goblet that has juice, represents Christ's blood, a plate that has bread that represents His body. You take that and you dip it in the juice and take it. Jesus established this for us in His church, His followers. He said, do this in remembrance of me. And so this is a, a time of communing with Him, communing with each other. It can be a time of reflection. It can be a time of rejoicing and giving thanks. Either way. But in the next few moments, there's going to be a song that's played. As the band is playing it, um, just know that any time that song is going on, you can get up and take communion. If you're here today and you, you say, yes, Jesus is my Savior. He is my Lord. He's not just those people's Savior and those people's Lord. He's mine. Then I, I invite you to be a part of this. If you're still questioning that, you're still going, you know what, I'm still investigating this whole Christ follower thing, then just, just sit back, just observe, and just watch. We want to honor this moment and honor Christ. And so let's do that. Lord Jesus, right now, we want to reach out to you, and we want you to be our, our one soul, S-O-L-E, craving. You alone deserve everything. And Lord, we know that you placed this in us to reach out to you. So, Lord, we pray that right now you'd reach back to us. In Jesus' name, amen.